Greetings and salutations, and welcome to Recasted, the podcast that will drive you wild with desire for remaking movies. Yay. Okay. <laughs> the finale of Musical Month can be sad, but leave you... I don't know. Leave your troubles behind, let's say, as you listen to our voices and be amazed by the choices as we make to bring you an exhilarating experience. And first up, he is known around the world as the man with a voice. It's Hassa. Hello. And just as strange and wild as myself, Chris. You can really tell the enthusiasm in our voices. We've got the razzle, we've got the dazzle, and for our final number of musicals, we went with the 1972 film classic, Cabaret. Yes, we did. Whoa. <laughs> okay. Oh, let's so, get right into this movie. So... To, we don't know musicals. The only musical that we've we done had, three of them prior, but we don't know them. That the only musical that we knew anything about this month was Little Shop of Horrors. Little Shop of Horrors, which mm-hmm. Chris had seen. The other three, we literally went to a list of musicals and we picked from because we hadn't seen it and we wanted to see Marilyn. Yeah, and and you know, this, and Singing in the Rain is known. Yeah. Oh, uh, Danielle had seen Singing in the Rain. Yes. And other than Little Shop of Horrors and Singing in the Rain to a degree, the last two movies, <laughs> Gentlemen Prefer Blondes and this one, aren't really musicals. They're movies that have musical numbers. <laughs> um, and this movie is just so boring. <laughs> like, how do you take a movie... About ca- a cabaret? About an awesome little club... In the middle of Nazi-occupied Berlin in 1931, 32. It was the... Well, hold on. They weren't totally occupied yet. That was the rise. But... It was the, yeah, the beginnings the of beginnings Nazis. The beginnings of Nazi-occupied Berlin. Yeah. Um, how do you do that and make it boring? But you have, you have a main character who's very, let's say, progressive, I guess. Very open about the, sexuality. No, no matter what you say about this movie, this movie is an incredibly progressive film. Mm-hmm. Having a homosexual lead actor in Basil Exposition. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right? Basil. That's all I could think about. Uh, a very um, gender-fluid cast of characters, mm-hmm. like with your... Um, master of ceremonies the and the chorus line um and like it never being a thing well i mean they even have that one scene where basil expeditions in the washroom right and the one person walks in and he kind of like looks and he's like like not subtle at all either nope. he just like looks right down and then looks up and he's like oh i'm sorry i have been a man for 37 years and you know and you, you're not going to you... be one any longer <laughs> i don't know mm. um um, it's up to you, man. Yeah, I know. Hold on. All right. Sorry about that. Had a phone call. Anyway, as I was saying, been a man for a long time. Oh, right. Yeah. 37 years. <laughs> and, you know, you're taught not to look at other men when you're going to the bathroom. You just, you know, you keep your head straight forward. That's the rule when you're urinating at a urinal. Right? But sure. if a woman stood next to me, I would have a hard time not looking. It must be like if a mascot just, stood next to you. Just for curiosity's sake. <laughs> so. You're gross. Maybe I am. Who knows? But you know what? 
So is Germany in 1931. In Basel Expedition. <laughs> so. But like, the way Twins I looked at this Basel. movie, and I'm assuming the story was like, hey, Germany was cool before the Nazis showed up. <laughs> well, I think it was... Like, it, it was progressive. It was I, I crazy. It was weird. I was... don't think it necessarily was. Oh, and I'm sure so... Germany looked like that no, back no. in that day. No, but I mean, I think it was also more of the... Here's the nightclub that people can go to and be, be and be themselves. Yeah. And then you go out and you you know because this was also scream, after World War One. Under a train. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's basically a turn on. That was, um, that was a weird scene. But it was basically it's like one of those things where it's like, and I think you see that because of all the people having fun there and doing stuff where it's like, hey here you go like this is the place you can offload your yeah your pent-up frustrations or whatnot mm -hmm. and you just go and you have a good time and, and, then I, and I do like how the movie progresses because obviously time is passing mm -hmm. um and i like how the movie progresses to like the songs kind of being more a poking at the fun of the nazis like with mm -hmm. the song about the the gorilla yeah right which ends on like i don't think she looks yeah if you Jewish just look closer she would, would yeah. look like a jew Hmm. Yeah, and then the the girls in garter belts, yeah. not uh, goose stepping and stuff like that. So, um, like there were parts of this movie that were good, and I think the good parts were the musical performances. They were just mm -hmm. not enough of them. No, and there were also, I mean, it, it's funny because it, there were also you can tell the the musical numbers are supposed to go with the story. Right, because there's the whole one guy with two girls, and who? How great is this? And then you get the the flip side of it, right? Whereas the one girl and two guys, you look concerned. Yeah, I am concerned. All right. Oh, and we're gonna pause again. All right. Sorry about that. Test test. Having uh, computer issues. All the um, issues today. Well, it's just terrible movie, so. Yeah. Well, not bad. Um, but yeah, like having having that the cabaret moments and then it's basically telling the rest of the story right yeah because there's that as i was just saying it was the whole song where it's like i have two girls and how great everything is and we're all best friends in the bed and all this and then it goes to max and sally and brian and it's kind of the flipped version of it right mm -hmm. so yeah but it was i mean it is I mean, maybe not super progressive, but it is pretty progressive because they, they talk about Brian and basically being bisexual. Yeah. Well, I think at the beginning, he's straight up gay. It's just, hmm. you know, Liza is just so appealing, hmm. you know. And she's so out there. Yeah. And then you have Fritz and Natalie, Natalia. Yeah. So... Yeah, it's, I mean, for its time, it was probably good. Um, I think... I'm sure it would be a better Broadway musical. Oh, yeah. I think some and, like, of these would be... Nothing against the people, like, I think Liza Minnelli's voice was amazing. Mm -hmm. I think, um, uh, what's his name, Joel Gray, who played Master of Ceremonies, was phenomenal. Like, I think his, yeah, his performance... Because he had that energy, he had that mm -hmm. presence, like, he he was a performer. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what he, he looked like on stage, and 
Like he carried that whole thing. Yeah. yeah. So there was one really, really cool thing I liked about the club. And this is going to sound super weird. But each table had a phone. <laughs> yeah. And you could call each, you could call the tables because the tables like, also had numbers. He's like looking like, oh, yeah. 31. Yeah. And I, I really thought that was a good idea because, like, I don't know about you, but how many times have you been in a bar and been having to yell because the music's too damn loud? Yeah. Right? I know I'm old, but. Now we just text each other. Yeah. Uh, but old. I'm old. We're all old. I'm officially old. Old man. I got to the Kevin Smith number. I am officially old. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, I didn't... I would not watch this movie again. I might. I think the only time I would ever deem to watch this movie again is if they remade it. Hmm? I would want to see how they would do it. I would, depending on the director. Um, I think if someone like... I think if this is going to sound weird coming from me because I'm not a big fan of the rest of his films, but I think if Baz Luhrmann did yeah, this movie... Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. I th No, I'm, I'm serious. Like, the, One of the big changes I want to do for this movie is I want to... This is also going to sound super weird. So this movie is just going to be weird, so there you go. I want it to be a lot like Sucker Punch. Where okay. there are Maybe. two different worlds. There's the onstage world where everything is bombastic, the stages are huge, the musical numbers are massive, like mm -hmm. massive. And then it cut, like they finish the song and it cuts back and it's the four of them on a stage. Mm -hmm. And it's a shitty little stage. And I kind of want that. Um, I want them to be, when they're singing, when they're performing, I want them to feel like they're performing to a stadium full of people in these amazing sets and stuff like that. Um, the, the thing... Like it's it's one of the things about musicals that I actually dislike, but for some reason I want it for this movie. Yeah, but I think that's because of the, like the premise is that it's a cabaret. Like a cabaret is a big yeah production. I, th I think that's kind of what I want because like take for Chicago for example, mm -hmm. another very very popular musical, uh, did massive when it came out of movies. Blah blah mm -hmm. blah. But the one thing I don't like about that type of musical is the music pieces maybe it was just the movie but the pieces of music felt like okay story's over now music yeah right it didn't like flow right but like this is different because this is literally a show like they don't like there's no part in this movie where they break out into song randomly no like you can i mean probably somebody has because they're bored you could probably cut out everything and just have the musical numbers and it would still be a cabaret show yeah 100 percent. yeah like that's that's what it could be like, and i think more of the scenes should take place in the cabaret and less in kitty cat club kitty cat club yeah in um like their apartment building yeah um because during the day you would have to rehearse the parts the pieces right so there's no reason why Basil and Liza can't just hang out in the club. <laughs> he is Basil Exposition. He is so Basil Exposition. <laughs> um, can't just hang out in the club and have the conversations there instead of mm -hmm. in their apartment. Um, obviously, he'd have to hold his classes. Some are quieter, so he'd be holding them in his apartment mm -hmm. uh, or his room, I guess. 
Um, he does it in her room. Yeah. And then kind of gives her crap because, like, you weren't supposed to be back till four. Yeah, well, he's... I know. Teaching. It's his livelihood. And then he teaches somebody very wealthy, so... Yes. Yeah. Anyway. Would you like some fun facts? Yeah, fun fact me up. Fun facts. Uh, okay. <clears throat> so, in 1972 interview with Dick Caveat... Cavett? Cavat? Who knows? Cavett. Hmm? Cavett? Dick Cavett? Yeah. Sure. Uh, Liza Minnelli said that she learned Sally Bowles was a real person. So she put personal ads in newspapers in a futile attempt to meet her. Presumably, Minnelli was unaware at the time that Sally Bowles wasn't her real name, as the character was based on uh, Jean Ross. John Ross? Jean Ross? Uh, Tomorrow Belongs to Me was written by John Kander and Fred Ebb in the style of a traditional German song to stir up patriotism for the fatherland. It has often been mistaken for a genuine Nazi anthem and led to the songwriters being accused of anti-Semitism, despite the fact they were both Jewish. Well, it's it's kind of like, um, uh, what's the song that Christopher Plummer sings in Town of Music? Oh, yes. The one with the flower. Yeah. People think that's a Austrian folk song. Nope, they wrote it for the musical. Yeah. <laughs> they just uh, did a good enough job, right? Yeah. Um, this is also the only song sung outside of the cabaret setting. And on the French and German versions of this movie is actually sang in German. That would make sense. <laughs> I think that would be the only musical number I would do real. Yeah. Like every other one would be like the fantasy land. I would also not make it as good. Like just have a crowd of people singing it that aren't good singers. Because you don't really want to stir that up. But I think they did a good job because like you could tell when other people were singing. Yeah. Like when that large man who obviously sang opera yeah then when they when they focused on him you could you would hear him you know and yes. all that stuff so um okay uh the english author who i guess wrote the book the play i'm not sure uh John... christopher isherwood okay is the english author yeah uh, who created the char- character of sally Bowles for a 1937 short story enjoyed the attention the movie brought to his career but he felt liza minnelli was too talented for the role According to him, Sally Bowles was based on Gene uh, Ross, a 19-year-old amateur singer who lived under the delusions that she had star quality, the antithesis of Judy Garland's daughter. <laughs> that is very true. It's one of those things like, I, I, you know, this stupid girl thinking of being a star, mm-hmm. you're literally in a movie. Yeah. Like, also, I don't know why. I was like, oh, yeah, Liza Minnelli is Judy Garland's daughter. Yeah, did you not remember I that? I did not remember that. Yeah. Okay, the last one's a little long, so bear with me. Okay, <clears throat> bearing with you. So the characters in the plot in the film were based ah, on... so long! I know. Yeah, upon go. real people and real events, as documented in Christopher Isherwood's 1976 memoirs, Christopher and His Kind. Memoirs. Memoirs. Uh, Sally Bowles was based off of, of course, Jean Ross, a bohemian uh, chanteuse. <laughs> chanteuse? I don't know. Yeah. Forgive me. Whom the author shared lodgings with in uh, Weimar, Berlin. And who had an abortion. Brian Roberts is based upon Urshwood himself, a gay man who occasionally had sex with women. Maximilian von Huhn was based on John Blomshield, a wealthy man who sexually perused and then unceremoniously dumped both Urshwood and Ross. Additionally, characters in Urshwood's stories, um, which did not appear in the film, include Klaus Link, based upon Peter von Uck. <laughs> However, unlike German other characters... 
the MC is not based upon a real person and was invented for the 1966 Broadway musical. Which makes sense. Also, does not have a name. He's just known as the MC or Master of Ceremonies. Yeah. Did you recognize the actor? Uh, that played the MC? Yeah. <sighs> I, I feel like I've seen. Don't him. look him up yet. Nope, we'll talk about it when up. we get to him. Look no, no, him we'll up. talk about it when nope, we get to him. Up. Come on. Okay, well, we'll talk about it when we get talk to him. About him. Don't look him up. Okay, fine. I'm gonna look up the movie, anyways. I need it. Okay. So. Um. Yeah. So. I've already talked about one of my changes. Okay. Do you want to continue with my changes then? Yeah. Keep going with your changes. Uh. I want to cut out the whole abortion plot line. Oh, I don't. Really? Nope. I just don't... I just don't like it. Yes, but I think it's... I mean, you, you're a parent. I'm not. Um, but I think it... That's it, not the reason. No, the <laughs> but I, I, I was just saying. Um, I think it's a necessity to the characters because it shows, shows two things for me. Shows one... That whatever love they have isn't really, like, it's just a thing for mm-hmm. them. And that's what she sees is like, oh, this is going to be something where we're going to be in England, in Cambridge, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I think it also shows the type of people that they are. Right? Like, this is the decision. Like, the consequence of your action is now, this is how I'm going to deal with it. Yes. But it's not. It shows you the type of person she is. Not the type of person they are. Yeah, but I don't... The problem with it is I don't think... Because for me, it, it's Brian is... Whatever. Basil. Basil Brian Expedition. Yeah. Brian. It's, okay, I don't care. Let's, you know, mm-hmm. like get really drunk about it. And then it's kind of... He's so weird about it later when she tells him. I'm going to sneeze again. Um... And I don't know. To me, it's almost like he's both angry, but then relieved. The yeah. way I took it. Because then they kind of go their separate ways. And then mm-hmm. he's he's fine. Like, he goes back and she stays, which is obviously not a good choice for her. Probably not. Um, but I don't know. I just... And it's, again, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to be like, you know, they have to do this decision together. It's her choice. Yeah, it's yeah. her body. Blah, 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 blah. Women have the right to do whatever the fuck they want. Pardon the language. Um, Except kill people. Well, they have the right to do that. They just go to jail for (laughs) it. Um, But I just... Like, it's just... It's the explanation and everything where she goes, Mm -hmm. well, it was just a whim of mine. Mm -hmm. Like, it just feels so shitty. And I think if they're going to do it, they have to write it better. I, I agree with you. I think it needs to be written better. But yeah. I think that's also the excuse she gives. Like, she doesn't, you know, that's how she's going to get away also, with it. I oh, also it's a win. don't like the fact that they end with it being, oh, she's a shitty person. He's a shitty person. They're just going to walk away now. Like, <laughs> so, like, I don't want them to be, I don't necessarily kind, want them to be together. Like, but, no. like, I, I'm okay with them breaking up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because, but I think it should be more of, like, they realize that they're from two different worlds and they want two different things. Hmm. She wants this world of limelight and fame and recognition where he just wants to be his bookie self. He wants to have that cabin in Cambridge and learn and teach people and stuff like that. And, you know, I, 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 
but I can see that. I see it differently, but yeah. it's just for me. It's like one of those things where it's just like, oh hey, they threw a rape storyline in here. It's like it's just one of those hmm. things that just doesn't need to be in a story for me, unless it's like the driving force of the story, right? So hmm. that's just me. Each their own. Yep. What other changes you got? Um, I did say the big thing yeah. with the main, um, the huge bombastic. I want the the club, what's it called? The kitty cat? Yeah. I want the club, I'm just going to call it the club. I want the club to feel way more claustrophobic than it does in the movie. I want to see shots from backstage where they're like jammed together and like they're like squeezing mm-hmm. past each other and everything like that. I want this to look like a chaotic mess of a place. Except when they're on stage and they're perfect and they're amazing and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Um, because I really do feel that this movie is like, these people are artists. They are artists. Mm-hmm. They are here to make these things. And that's kind of why I want to also show like the rehearsal process. Right? And I think it'd be even fun to do like part of the fantasy side of it. Um as rehearsals, like, oh, yeah, you, you go to a scene, they're, they're doing a song, they're doing a dance, blah, 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 and then, you know, the master ceremony is, no, 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 stop! And, like, it cuts back to them being on the stage because they're just rehearsing mm-hmm. instead of, you know, stuff like that. I really want this to be way more of the musical part of it. Yeah. Um, this is Which is another reason why you need to cut out parts of the story. Um, I, as much as it is an important part of the story... Focusing on Fritz and what's her name? Natalia. Natalia. I don't know. It's just there's too much going on in this film, and I don't think they pace it well. This is probably what my problem is, hmm. um, and I don't have the talent to fix it. I do. <laughs> I do like the whole uh, Natalia and Sally, like Sally being invited over, and she's like, "Oh, he pounced." Yeah, and it worked. Though, speaking of. The way she describes it sounds a lot more rapey than I'm assuming yeah. they meant for it to sound. Um, but I think that's also where they're kind of trying to play on the whole, like, but they also, don't know English well. Yeah, but also if he pounced and they had sex, which is what the story seemed like to me, mm-hmm. she would know he was Jewish. Maybe. Maybe <laughs> they did it in the dark. They didn't look. <laughs> Who knows? There's a very distinct re- thing that they have. <laughs> or don't have. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, who, who knows? Um, yeah, because back then it wasn't the norm; it was no. only Jewish people, right? Well, not only Jewish people, but it wasn't like the normal thing to do, no, right? Whereas today it seems to be. Yeah, but I don't think it's as it's less norm now than like when we were children, like yeah. when our generation was being like born. The nineties, but now it's more of a like, why are you? It's why are not you necessary. Mutilating your child? Yeah making a decision for them that you know no no <laughs> anyway that's a different argument that's a different, um i it's funny you said basil Luhrmann because i could totally see basil Luhrmann doing this movie see i um, thought of him or um not that he does musicals but a uh, director named tarsim singh mm-hmm. um mostly because of his color work yeah. uh, did you ever see the sleeping beauty remake that had lily cole in it no okay i think it's what her name was anyway he also did a movie called the fall the fall is this beautiful fantasy story that is poorly paced but it looks phenomenal and it's about this 
soldier who is dying in a hospital telling a little girl stories hmm. and she then sees the stories in this fantastical way and it, it is one of the most remarkable uses of color outside of like hero because hmm. hero is just gorgeous when it comes to color like you can't talk about color in movies without talking about hero um you know the movie i'm talking about right the jet lee movie yeah or uh, yeah jet lee yeah yeah um yeah so like i kind of want that for this like i want i want this version of germany to look amazing because i've been to germany germany's beautiful like mm, been there like germany is an amazing looking country and even the cities like yeah. they look super cool and this was before the nazis royally screwed that country yeah but you got to understand this is also and one of the the things that was in my facts that not my facts but in imbb's facts we was the it, fact Chris. was that they didn't like I, i'm gonna go a little different with you that's fine i want the real world to be pretty dull because this is during this is after world war one mm-hmm. germany's got sanctions you, germany got they got bent they, over and that's kind of what Weimar, and Germany. there was poverty and there was like they they said like People in the club this, would not. The Great Depression didn't just hit America; it hit the whole world. Oh no, it did. And but it Germany, hit Germany it hit too, the because they were also forced to pay for basically World War One. Yeah. Um, which is That's also what spurred Hitler. into World War Two, because yeah. it was basically like, oh, hey, there was a very charismatic man standing on a stage saying, yelling, "It's not your problem. It's it's these people that have and, done this and to you." And being very compelling, and like saying, "Like, hey, if we act like this." You know, we're not allowed to have a military, but if we act like a militant workforce and we mm-hmm. build roads and we build we infrastructure and we do this, we will be at basically an army. You you don't you don't get he, to where they ended up getting no. by not having somebody that can convince you. Yeah. And that's I mean, he's a the worst fucking person in the world, let's not be here, but this, this, he one, had a the one thing he had a strength of the one speaking. thing that I will always love about Nazis. <laughs> Okay, we're going to get hate mail. The one thing I will always love about Nazis is they are always a villain that everyone can get behind. Yep. If you want to have a villain... You get the Nazis. You get the Nazis, even if they're fantasy villains. Mm-hmm. The Empire from Star Wars is are Nazis. just Nazis. The, the, dark, the Death Eaters from Harry Potter are, are Nazis. just Nazis. Hydra, literally Nazis. Like, Offshoot of Nazis. Like, they are the world's bad guy, and I love that. It's true. And 100%, I, I'm they sorry. You deserve it. You deserve it. <laughs> we all agree. Yeah. You're terrible. Yeah. But again, you don't get you don't get to that point mm-hmm. if you didn't have, I don't want to say the reasoning, if you didn't have a population that was led to get to that point, yeah. right? And that's why I want, in mine, it's going to be Berlin is is not... Well, the bubbly and not the opening. But the thing like, is, like for me, like that's the fantasy part of the Berlin. Mm-hmm. Like when they're like walking around the city streets and stuff. Like I want yeah. it to be realistic. I want it to be that. Yeah. I want it to be about like I want everything to be kind of down and in, not not the terribleness of mm-hmm. it. But I still want it to be like down and I want it to be like muted when it's in there. And then when you have the cabaret, it's yeah. like you said, it's vibrant, it's loud, it's exciting. People are having like. I want even the audience to look 
more fantastic. Like mm-hmm. they have brighter clothes on. They're they're laughing. They're the, yeah. but then it cuts back and yeah, everything's kind of mm-hmm. you know very dark again. And and like I don't necessarily want them to sing because obviously the, the some of the songs are like very um, I, I, solo focused. Yeah. But like for like the. Um, the money song that the master yeah. ceremonies and mm. Liza do together. Sally. Um, like if they wanted to have a big production, Maximilian should be part of it. But I think that's like, also but like in their fantasy world. Yeah. Like he should be like, they should be like buying giant boats and stuff like this because he's got millions of marks. And, but I think it's just, it's again, you, you do the, the down and Draper, but when Max comes in, it's kind of that, like everything is, everything's gray. And then you see him, and when he's like, "Oh, do you, can I give you a lift?" And it's like his car, but his car is like bright, bright, and it's clean. chrome, it's yeah. clean, and it's like. And then they go to his house, and it's the same thing where it's like you have such a contrast yeah. of. Really, it, the, it should be the same with what's her name's house. Um, um Natalia Loud, Loudner. Yeah, she's she's rich as well. Yeah, right. But so. her house is in, it's big, and then mm-hmm. you know, it, again, you can kind of dull it as it you go further because there should, there should definitely be a. A very clear separation of these are your poor people, these are your rich people. But then I want the same thing where he's like, Max is talking about, we're going to Africa, and I want that to be like this big thing. And then when you realize that, eh, he kind of just screwed them both, and then... Literally. Yeah, and then ran off to Argentina. Here's 150 bucks. Hope you're okay. (laughs) They got 300 each. Yeah. Nope, nope. All right. Now we're back. Yeah. Let's okay. get into the cast. Let's get into the cast. We only got six of them, so yeah. we'll get quickly. The uh, movie came out February 13th, 1972, so this was mm-hmm. a Valentine's Day weekend. Ooh. Um, Take your lover to see Cabaret. Yeah. Critics of 93%. Mm-hmm. And uh, audience of 87 so it's still well regarded as a good movie. Um, it's a Liza Minnelli movie. Yep. Directed by Bob Fosse. Fosse. Who I only know because of The Birdcage. Did he direct it? Nope. Was he, he? Uh, he was mentioned in that awesome speech that Rowan Williams goes, yeah. he goes, Fussy, Fussy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That old, where he's explaining how to do the dance. Dance, yeah. yeah. <laughs> ah. So, yeah. That was a good movie. Um, but he is, he is like one of those uh, directors who is known for stuff like this. Like he also mm-hmm. did All That Jazz. Yep. Um, and another thing called Liza with a Z, which I'm assuming had Liza Minnelli in it. Mm. No, uh, it, so he didn't. Yeah. Um, but he directed, yeah, Star 80, All That Jazz, Dancing Curtain Call, uh, Lenny, Liza with a Z, Cabaret, Sweet Charity, and something called Star Time, one episode of Star Time. So, yeah. Hmm. Uh, you started last time, right? Last week? Did I? Let's just go with yes. I think so. Yes, because I probably went with whatever it was. John Ham. Natalia Laudner, played by Marissa Brezen. Somebody I also recognize. Yeah. Or she looks similar to somebody. Probably looks similar to somebody. She is known for Cabaret. Nope, we've seen her in Barry Lyndon. Is Barry Lyndon? Oh, yeah. Okay, yep. That's probably where... Yeah. God... Another Isn't Barry Lyndon like? <laughs> what did we do, Barry Lyndon? Barry Lyndon was years not ago, last Christmas, the Christmas before. Oh, it was part Christmas. of the stupidly the long, long movies, movies that yeah. you guys were like. The only good thing about Barry Lyndon was the cinematography. Oh yeah, it was 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 great. It was very good. Okay, so 
Um, because I didn't want to just pick a bunch of German actresses, um, you do the classic thing where you pick a bunch of English people yep. and they're standing in for your other European country. Um, mm-hmm. So I picked Vanessa Kirby. Hmm. A woman who I know can play a high society person, even though she did play the rowdy princess. Um, she is still, she still has that highbrow English look to her. I thought she was amazing on The Crown. I thought she was even amazing her. Not a word. Uh, um, good enough. In Hobson Shaw, where she stood up next to the huge characters that are The Rock and Jason Statham. And she stood out in that movie which is not something easily done right no so yeah okay you know I have a real hard time casting this movie because like I do not oh yeah no this movie movie was hard to cast (laughs) so yeah I um is it Anya maybe it's Anya I think it's Anya Taylor Taylor Joy Anya. Anya Anya Yeah, because the first time I wrote it out, it was two N's, and I'm like, no, wait, that's not right, because I couldn't find her. But it's also a Y. Yeah, it's A-N-Y-A, so I think it's Anya. Um, I went with her for Natalia, Mm -hmm. because she's a great actress. And she is definitely, you know... She's got... She's got that. But even, I think, did we talk about last week, or we were talking about last night in Soho? Yeah, we talked about it last week, because I picked Matt Smith. Matt Smith, right. Because she was great in that, too. She was amazing in that. Um, and yeah, like the Queen's Gambit was out. Like she, she can play this like upper class yeah. person. Again, I'm with you. I pick people that are probably British and you know, whatever. Give them the accent. Yeah. Um, it's definitely the Masters of Ceremonies is not. <laughs> no, I couldn't find a, a German person. And we apologize well, to the German film also, industry. He's not, There's probably Joel Grey isn't German. So. No, but he had a pretty good German accent. Yeah. Decent. But yeah, Anya, Anya Taylor Joy. Okay. As Natalia. Okay, Fritz is up next. Ah, Fritz. Fritz Wepper played Fritz Wendell. Oh, good for him. <laughs> the Fritz and the Fritz. The Fritz and that's that's a movie, I think. <laughs> he is known for this movie, Dom Kr- Der Krishner, for heaven's sake, and Derek. Oh, Derek. We don't talk about Derek. Well, we don't talk about Bruno. Oh. Hmm. He is an actual German. Yeah. yeah Born so. in Munich, Germany. Okay. Who did you have? Um, I went I went with a comedian, actually. Yeah. More of a comedian. Oh, it was Jack Whittle. Whittle? Whittle? Whitehall? Whitehall. <laughs> is it Whitehall? <laughs> Whitehall. From um, Jungle Cruise? Jungle Cruise, Clifford. Yeah. He, he was in Clifford? Yeah. The Big Red Dog? Yeah. Okay. The live action one that just came out like, Why did last you see year? Clifford? I didn't. I oh, just know he's in it because that sure. was the first thing that pops up on his IMDb. <laughs> but Jungle Cruise and all that. Because you know what? he He's hilarious. He's hilarious. And that's what I think Fritz needs to be. Hmm? He needs to be the comedic kind of balance if you're going to add like them in. Mm-hmm. He needs to be like, I'm a gold digger is what he wanted to be. But then he actually falls in love with Natalia. Yeah. yeah. And kind of this bumbling person. And I think that's what Jack is going to be good at. And he was really good in Jungle Cruise. Yeah. The the Pirates of the Caribbean in the jungle. <laughs> Basically what that movie is. 
Pirates of the Aztec? Yeah, Pirates of the Aztec. <laughs> well, it was already Aztec in the first movie. Good point. It was the Aztec cold. Yeah. <laughs> if in doubt, you go with the Aztecs. Yeah. So, yes, Jack Whitehall. Nice. Um, I picked Evan Peters. Hmm? I actually thought of Evan Peters. Um, actually, mostly just for the look. Yeah. You know, you put that weird straw hat on him, you get the look. Like, I'm serious. Like, mm-hmm. he he looks like a young, you know, German man. Right? Yeah. Um, also, he, he is a very good actor. I I do um, like him when I see him and stuff. Yeah. So. Well, he's great as his turn on his Quicksilver. Yeah, true. And he was great. And Rolf in... Boner. Oh, yes. I was like, what? I was going with Kick-Ass. I'm like, that's not his character in Kick-Ass. No. He's ass-kicker in Kick-Ass. Yes. Yeah. So, so creative. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's he's good. He's, uh, yeah, I actually considered him as well. Did you? Really? Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. I was like, hmm, he could play this part. But yeah. then I was like, no, I wanted somebody a little more comedic. Yeah. Okay. Had some variety to the sounds good the subject matter of this movie. Okay, um, masters next. of ceremonies. Yes, master of ceremonies. Or do you want to do Maximilian? Because I think sure we could do Maximilian next. Which one? Well, I mean, Maximilian's probably a little less of true a character. True, true. Okay, um, for Maximilian. Okay, yeah, for Maximilian. Sorry. <laughs> Lots of technical issues this episode. Um, for Maximilian, I um, I went with my go-to German actor right now, Daniel Bruhl. I think he's so good. I loved him in Civil War. Um, he was really good in the Falcon Winter Soldier. Um, but he's also just, you know, he's charming. He's 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 a Baron. Yeah, he's Baron Zemo. Um, I'm trying to think of what else I know him in. Daniel <laughs> There's something else. Why can I not? Hold on. I'm looking it up now. Okay. Inglorious Bastards. Yeah. It's like, the thing where do I? Think of? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Because he was great in that, too. Yes, he was. Yeah. Daniel. Okay. Does he get the little, like, weird, like, mustache? Like, the really small one that Maximilian had? Like, the blonde? Sure. <laughs> Terrible. Let's do the blonde, skinny mustache. Why not? Yeah, I guess I'm up. You're up, Maximilian. Um, yeah, did, did I go first? I don't remember. Huh, whatever. If I didn't go, it was Dan Stevens. Because yeah, you did go first. Yeah, yeah. Because you're supposed to go first for Brian. Uh huh. Yeah, that was Dan Stevens. Yeah. Good times. <laughs> well, Brian, Basil, Basil Expedition. Yeah, but we got to do the Master of Ceremonies. Do we? Yeah. Oh man, we went that far back. Yeah. Oh man. Ha. <laughs> you were you did go. So Dan Stevens is your pick. Sorry, we had a Maximilian. bit of a technical issue. We've had to erase we, corrupted. We, we went very far yeah. and then realized. Um. So yeah, That's Dan Stevens is your my Maximilian. Yeah. You liked okay. him in Eurovision. Yes. Right. Um, so the master of ceremonies. Master of ceremonies. Joel Gray. He's great in Tick Tick Boom. He was the weird death guy in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He is a guy who, if you see his face, you, you, know, him. you know him. Yeah. And that was the problem I had was, was like, I know him from somewhere. Mm-hmm. And then I looked him up on IMDb and he's in like 
every TV show you can think of. Yeah. Law uh, and Order, House, yeah. Buffy. Who did you have? Um, I struggled with the Master of Ceremonies. Yeah, you mentioned that. We, we, yeah, well, it wasn't recorded the first time, but <laughs> yes. Um, so I just went for somebody who I knew had the stage performance of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went with Adam Lambert. Lambert? I screwed up his name again, and I did this the first time. Adam Lambert, yeah. not Adam Levine. Which is what I thought. But Adam Lambert is the guy that pretty much is doing the Freddie Mercury for yeah. Queen so when they tour. So he didn't win his American Idol, did he? I think he did, mm-hmm. or he, he got really far. He was like one of the fan favorites. Yeah, he's definitely a fan favorite. Like, I knew that much. People like him. Other than Kelly Clarkson, I forget who wins that, who won that. Yeah, but nobody ever remembers half the people yeah. other than Kelly Clarkson these days. But he was the one that also had like the big controversy at one of the awards because he kissed one of his dancers. Yeah, because and people know. all freaked out because a guy kissed a guy and yeah. were stupid. Yeah, you know it was a big news story when Madonna kissed Britney and Christina, and everyone yeah. was like, "This is cool! Oh, they're having fun!" But yeah, yeah. So, but um, he's a great singer, and I think him having the stage presence that he has could carry the master of ceremonies throughout this and being like that whatever however they want to do this movie so adam lambert 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 i think it's lambert i think it's lambert is it lambert yeah Uh, i apologize to everybody but i don't think he's like you know he's listening for lambert oh he would be a good master of ceremonies (laughs) no he would not (laughs) there Um, can only be one master of ceremonies (laughs) Who'd you have? Um, I went a little different direction. Very different direction. I went with Oscar Isaac. What? <laughs> um, because I was going with more of the fantastical mm-hmm. route, and I definitely had Sucker Punch in my brain. Um, Which I did not remember him being in, yeah, to be honest. He but was the bad I, guy. No, I know. That movie. Um, but I... This is for me. This is just this is Stephen on stage, Stephen Grant on stage, acting like having fun. Damien Poe, <laughs> just having the sexy eyes with everybody. But like that's part of it too. I know. Like 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 Poe is just like he wants to bang sexual, everybody in Star Wars. Like you know, so he he has that, and yeah, yeah. He he's an amazingly talented actor, and this is also what I get from it is I really want the the fun Oscar eyes that you see in interviews, especially when he gets to be with Pedro Pascal. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I want that that version of Oscar. Do you not want to see Damien Poe and the Mandalorian together? <laughs> sure. He's like, I'm going to bang that guy too. <laughs> what the hell is going on in po, Star Wars? Stop it. <laughs> He's a single father. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Basil Exposition. Basil Exposition. Michael York. Um, we know, we obviously know him from the three, three Austin Powers movies. I feel like they're, they're talks of a fourth, but who knows? Um, it's just the way we knew him. Obviously he's also from Logan's run and a bunch of other films, but like, um, yeah, we will always know him as Basil Exposition, as you've heard many times already on this episode. (laughs) Basil. Um, Twins, Basil. Twins. Um, I... Went with Daniel Kalu- Kaluuya. Ugh. It's fine. Keep going. 
We're going to get through this episode uh, and it's going to be over. Again, mostly because of his charm when it came to his his part in um, Get Out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know he has a very nice British accent as well. Um, so for that, and then like he's just a all-around phenomenal good actor. And I uh, kind of like seeing people like him playing movies like Black Panther where mm-hmm. they get to have fun and you know, be Wakabi jokey. Wakabi in Black like Panther. That. Yeah, we often talk about him, and then I can never remember the character's name because we always know Mbaku. Because <laughs> Mbaku and Megan and bitches. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, so good. Cards Against Humanity is fun sometimes. Yeah, the Marvel version at least yeah. is good. He's Wakabi. Yeah, but yes, he's he's great. And yeah, I always forget he's British. Yeah, most people do. But see, British people do really good accents. And we do most really bad British ones. Oh, we do great ones. What are you talking about? Yeah? Okay, who did you have? Um, I went different different franchise. I went with Nicholas Holt. Yeah, well, same company. Now, technically. Same universe. Mm-hmm. We got Patrick Stewart. and It's uh, coming. It's, yeah. it's getting there. We're not there yet. So. We don't know it yet. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, like the way he played Beast. Yeah. Um, and he's good in the way he plays. I almost went with him as well because he is, yeah. He's, he's a great really, actor. Really good. Um, and I think playing this kind of, I don't know, guy who's kind of questioning himself in Germany at this time and being like, I'm here to, you know, I don't know, what is it? Like, get it more information. He's Because he's not a PhD. No. But he was. To be honest, I I thought he was running. It kind of felt that way. Yeah, but then or, he goes back at the end. So but and it kind way, of felt like he was like looking for himself. Is yeah, is what I want, yeah. and I feel like that's what I, I mean. thought. It was either it was either one or two things for me. It was either he was running because yeah they don't like gay people no because it was the 1930s or yeah he was trying to find himself yeah so yeah. and I think he's got that prim and properness to him. Oh yeah. That he would play off really well. So that's who I went with, Brian. Sounds good. Okay. Liza? Liza? Liza Minnelli? Liza. Liza, I know. What is Liza Minnelli known for? This movie. Yep. Anything else? I I got nothing else. Arthur. Uh, New York, New York. And uh, Arrested Development. Oh, why would I not have remembered that? She was the other. Oh crap! What was the mother's name? Oh, now we gotta look this up. Never Did you not watch Arrested Development? No. Oh, Arrested Development is great. She was the other. <sighs> Lucille. The other Lucille. Yes, because Lucille Bluth was the mother played by Jessica Walters, the great Jessica Walters, mm-hmm. and then Liza Minnelli was the other Lucille that one of her sons was dating. Okay. And Weird. that's why they always referred to her as the other Lucille. Ron Howard was the narrator? Yeah. Arrested Development is great. It's so weird. Okay. But it's got a great cast. Yeah. I think I talked about this last week when we um, when you mentioned Lady Gaga, but mm-hmm. it was nice seeing her up on stage with the Oscars because this is the mm-hmm. 50th anniversary of this movie coming out or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1972, so yeah. Yeah. 50. So. Yeah, it's really good. I honestly didn't think she was still alive. Well, 
from what she looked like and from what I've no, what no. I've looked up is what what's wrong with her. She probably isn't gonna be with us unfortunately for no. too much longer. So. But she still currently is. So yeah, and I thought she did an amazing job. I thought she her singing was remarkable. Um, there was one line that she was saying to Basil um, <laughs> where she sounded so much like her mother. Oh, like yeah. it was just like whoa. That was straight Judy, Judy Garland. Garland. Yeah. So she she was phenomenal in this movie, to yeah. be honest. Like she she had that energy, like the the kind of I was gonna say maniac, but manic manic, yeah, 100%. manic energy, like just back and forth, like basically bringing him into the the apartment and be mm. like, yeah, so you can have this. It's like she's not even the landlord or anything. She's nope. just like showing him around and. Yeah. She has a giant ball of personality. Yeah. And I think she did it very, very well. Yeah. So. And yeah, like the songs she sang were great. Um, we talked about the money song mm-hmm. with her in the Master of Ceremonies. It was like, yeah, it was really well. Like they went well together. Yeah. So. Who did you have? Oh, I guess it is me, isn't it? I go last. Um, I picked Zoe Kravitz. Okay. To be honest. I'm going to be a little bit dickish about this. Okay. It was the short hair. <laughs> and I know she can <laughs> sing. And I know she can sing very well. Well, um, she is a Kravitz. <laughs> she is a Kravitz. Um, or is she a Bonet? Oh. Uh, <laughs> or a Momoa. <laughs> Step family. Jason Momoa? Yeah. Oh. They're related? No. Uh, Jason Momoa married Lisa Bonet, her mom. Oh. So okay. technically Catwoman and Aquaman are part of the same step family. Okay. <laughs> um, no, I was blown away by her performance as Catwoman. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not like her as Dragonfly? What was her character in X-Men First Class? Oh, yeah. I did not like that character. Uh, it doesn't really matter. Nope, looking it up while you're talking. Um, and... But like other things I've seen her in over the years, um, she's definitely impressed me. Um, I know I picked her for seven a while back when we were doing nineties, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I think yeah, um, I think it. I think she can just between the the manicness and the singing ability, I think she could just knock this role out of the park. And you know, obviously the way I am picturing the the musical performances like. I think she she would just kill this role. Hmm. So, yeah. And again, as I said before, I had a real hard time with this because it's a movie that I just do not mm-hmm. want to ever think about <laughs> ever again. So well, you're almost that. done. However, I got to go now. So, Sally Bowles. I guess I went kind of popular choice. I went Zendaya. Yes, I almost went there. Yeah. Yeah. She's, I mean, she can sing. She can dance. She can dance. She's got great energy when it comes to stuff. Um, she is great as MJ. She is great as MJ, and I think she would do really well in this role of, like, playing, like, that kind of same energy and, like, being this... Well, funny enough, apparently in the original, she's not American. She's British as well. But I like the fact that she could be American and just kind of being like this, like, yeah, carefree person. 
Mm-hmm. Right? Not as as MJ as much, but like as like kind of a mixture of the two, yeah. MJ and Sally, Liza. So, yeah, Zendaya. I like it. Yeah. And now we're done. And now we're done. Hopefully. Maybe it, <laughs> next time we do musicals, we're actually going to do real musicals where like they sing 90% of the time. So, Les Mis. Stuff like that, yeah. Um, cats. No. Moulin Rouge. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Cross the Universe. Cross the Universe would have been good. Yeah. Grease. Yeah, definitely another one. Mm. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of those, the problem is a lot of them have also been like, we did this for a television live action version, yeah. like, or live Yeah, you just don't recording. pick those actors. Mm. Whatever. Yeah. We're done. We're done musicals. Yeah. That was a really hard month because you had to find people that could sing. For me, it wasn't a hard month. No, it was, it was a hard month. It was these last two. As much as I liked Gentlemen Prefer Blondes, and I did really, really enjoy the film, it, it was so little of a musical, and so was this one, that I really felt disappointed that oh. we chose them. I, I think the problem I had was, other than Little Shop of Horrors, the last three we've done have been iconic. Singing in the Rain has its singing in the rain version. True. Like, True. That's an icon. Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend mm-hmm. is an iconic, like you always see it when they show Marilyn. And then um, Liza Life Minnelli. Is a cabaret. Yeah. Yeah. Like her, her performance. Like, I know it. the words of that song. Yeah. I've never seen this movie. But I've also, like, I've seen the clips of her singing. That's what I mean. Like, that's what you see. It's just part of the, you know. Whereas, I mean, Little Shop of Horrors, okay. You probably know it because of Audrey, too. Mm-hmm. You know, the plant that eats people yeah. and talks. But, yeah. And I still have Samuel L. Jackson is playing that role. So, thank you for that at the very beginning. You are welcome. <laughs> Feed me. <laughs> uh, anyways, we're moving on. We're moving on. We're done. Where can they find us? Uh, you guys can find us on your podcast networks. Please do interact with us. We would love to hear from you. Um, but you can also find us on Twitter and on Facebook. Just mm-hmm. look up for Casted Pod. Find me on Etsy at the Canuck Comic Guy store. And you can find Danielle on Instagram at Fiona Veer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And now we're done musicals, so we're moving on we're to We're going next to week. swing that is so far from a musical. Is it, though? Hey, yeah. they do sing in the next movie. I don't they know. Sing I haven't Blueberry actually Hill. S- haven't seen the next movie, yeah. but it should You've be interesting. Never, oh, oh yeah, you no, are in I've, for a treat, my friend. I've only seen two of the five movies we're doing next week so, or next month. Next so, month, yeah. huh? next week it'll be good. Five movies next week. <laughs> five movies. Oh my god, I'd never be ready for that. <laughs> All Nicolas Cage and Jack Black and The Rock, just for the hell of it. That's that's all who's in the movie. Ugh. All right. From all of us here at Recasted, we can finally say goodbye to musicals <laughs> and go watch 12 Monkeys.